This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Knows. So we are starting once again the Narad Bhakti Sutra we had done till verse 19. And till verse 19 we had discussed four different sages and the way in which devotion is expressed by them. Now Narada is talking about these sages from Vedvyas times. So Vedvyas's devotion aspect is different than Maharishi Garg Muni, then sage Chandalya, and the last one is Narada himself. So everybody's way of looking at love and devotion differs slightly. Actually, not much of a difference, but you can say, you know, everybody has their way of expressing love and devotion. So, in the Sutra 20, he says, let it be exactly as described above. So, devotion can be described in this manner. The four different methodologies adopted by four different sages. But if you look at the sages, the sages are knowledge incarnate. They have knowledge at the base of their being. But if someone were to ask who is the highest in love for Krishna, what is the answer that is there? The entire Rajabhumi. You see, Rajabhumi is a place where the end, and it's about 80 or 100 odd kilometers from Delhi. It comprises of a big patch of land over there. Vrindavan, Gokul, Govardhan, Hill, so on and so forth. It's a massive place. Now, it was a land of gopis. Now, when we talk of gopis, the time spent by Sri Krishna in that particular place is very, very short. But it epitomizes the entire idea called love. So, we are going to progress after listening to the four sages, we are going to progress to the path of the gopis. So today we are going to take up what is devotion from the part of gopis. How did they express it? So Sutra 21 says, Just as the love of the gopis of Raja. It's a very simple sutra, one line, just a few words. But what does a person mean by this? Just as a love of the gopis of Raja. Now when Krishna was born, he was taken over to another land because he had to be saved from the wrath of his uncle. At that place, he started growing up. 
So when he grew up, a lot of things happened. Now, think what exactly transpired during that time. A lot of demons got killed. I'm sure you know about that. A lot of stories related to Krishna are there. There is a story of Krishna where he stands on top of the snake also. You have heard about it. Because he has to rescue the ball which had fallen into that particular lake. You have heard of Putanna who comes to give him the milk. While all these Leelas are going on, the Leelas connected to his love life are also going on. It seems as if this is a parallel track. Now you will say, you know, a child who is just about few years old, what can he think about love? But, well, you are mistaken. Krishna is not a child. He has taken up a body. He had adorned a body at that point in time of that cowherd boy. So, what would be his age? He is eternal. There is no age. Just like I don't have to meet my Gurudev who must be thousands of years old. He is a young person that I meet. So in the same way, when you were to meet Krishna, you would have met him as a young person, not as a small baby. So his episodes connected to the gopis are quite a rage as far as this is concerned. Now in the Bhagavad Purana, the mention is very minimalistic because it is not required over there. One of the principal gopis over there, I am sure you know everybody, everybody knows the name, name is Radha, Radha Rani. Her name is not mentioned anywhere. In any of the major texts, there is no mention of her name. When you ask, why is her name not there? Then we have to refer to some other texts, which came much later. Brahma Vaivarta Purana some part in Vishnu Purana and some other Puranas are mentioned where Radha's name is taken quite a lot. So the gopis are the sakhis of Radha. Now when we say gopis, it sounds feminine, isn't it? Yes, on one side you can say everything is feminine. There were male also. So the male are called the gopis and the female are called the gopikas. Alright? But we are going to use only one terminology called gopis. 
the reason is it goes back into the second divine unmanifest and the second undivine manifest is the place where Sri Krishna comes from. Alright? And in the second divine unmanifest, the gopis are all females and there is only one male principle. Now when we think about this one male principle as Krishna himself and rest all the female principles, now I am not saying they are women, okay? I am not even saying they are male. I am just saying they are principles. Principles means a particular entity, an essence. So they are the essence of feminine beauty, feminism. So not feminism like that, but the negative principle and the positive principle. You can call it by whatever name that you wish to. So when we assume these two principles from the Goloka, the place where all this started, To the earth where Golok Vrindavan is in this Vrajabhumi, everything is replicated just like that. When I say replication, I will have to again define what is replication. Replication is simply what happens over there happens here also on this earth. Alright? In most of the scriptures it is written that there is a macrocosm and there is a microcosm. Isn't it? Macro, big, micro, small. So whatever that happens in that netherworld of the divine happens in the macrocosm in this universe at large and in the microcosm which is you. Every individual. Now every individual is called a gopi. Alright? And every individual has this essence or the principle called Krishna in them which is called the male principle. Alright? So one is the male principle, otherwise also defined by some other people as consciousness, the supreme divine consciousness within a being. Simply put, the God within you. Alright? And then the one that you are, that means who are you? You are comprising of multiple sheets bodies as we call them. So all this together is replicated in all these levels. So in the macrocosm and in the microcosm everything is replicated. So the gopis, I have just given you an idea how this thing happens there to here. All these sounds very vague. So we have to tell you in terms of stories, right? The kind of philosophies that are there, they sound very dry. So the stories of the gopis are there for us to enjoy. 
So when Krishna was very small, it so happened that he was taken care by his mother, father and the rest of the gopis around him. And meanwhile, he was having his leelas going on in the side track over there, like I mentioned. So he would meet the gopikas, gopis all over the place. They had a system in place where timings were fixed, when to meet, how to meet, what to do. Everything was very clearly defined. So while this was going on, there is one more qualification which I have to make over here, one more answer. Krishna was married to Rukmini as everybody knows, isn't it? Hmm? And he had those 16,108 wives as mentioned. Then Gopikas, where do they fit into is the biggest question everybody will have. Many people in India have absolutely no idea who is the wife of Krishna, by the way. Everybody thinks, oh, Radha must be the wife. No. Krishna was married to Rukmini, Satyabhama, and so on and so forth. Radha's entry in this world is not from here, it is from Goloka. So it is just a replication of what is happening over there on the earth. So there are many stories of Radha and she is not his wife. Okay? She is not his wife on earth. She is married to Abhimanyu or Ayan. He was also a business person in this Rajabhumi. Radha's father was Vrishabhan. Now Radha was a very distant relative of this entire community of Krishna, Krishna's foster father and mother. They were quite related. So her coming and going to their house was quite common. And she was married to Abhimanyu or Ayana as we call him. Now, how does this fit into the scheme of things? And where are we going as far as devotion is concerned? So I have to give you these stories to create that entire scene so you understand the truth. So I will give you the answer. Why is Radharani considered as his wife by some people? by others not. So there is a small story connected to that. Once it so happened that Krishna and his foster father were going walking. I mean they were going somewhere for a stroll. It started to pour. So his father took shelter under a tree. But Krishna was getting wet. At that time, Radharani had come over there. Now when she was passing from there, you know, 
they wear the gungat and all those kind of things. The women in North normally wear that. So she was quite dressed quite a lot of garments on top of her. So the father says to her, can you please take my son and drop him home? Otherwise he's going to get wet over here. So what Radha does? Now this is a small baby, remember that. Okay, so she carries him and she's covered him with her garment and she's taking him. Suddenly she finds some strange activity under her garment. <laughs> and out of nowhere, the child transforms into a grown-up person. That is Krishna. I told you, he is not a small baby. And he is doing some armorous activities. She gets totally upset about it and she says, What is this you are doing? And remember, he was a baby. Huh? She was carrying him. So she suddenly leaves. And at that point in time, Krishna tells her, Don't you remember me? She says, What is this? You were just a child, you were just a baby, and now you're become a grown-up person. Who are you? So at that given moment in time, Brahmaji appears over there. Brahma is the, remember, the creator. So when he comes, Krishna bows down to him and salutes him. Namaskar. I have to say salute because English. Radharani also does the same because he's a great persona, so naturally you bow down to him. So Krishna then looks at Brahmaji and says, She doesn't remember me. So then Brahmaji reminds her that you are from Goloka and your name is Radharani. You have just taken this body on earth. And this is called the Leela. What is happening over here is the Leela. You are married to Sri Krishna. Reality dawns on her. Then she suddenly remembers who she is. She is the better half of Krishna from Goloka. It is, we cannot say better half because there is nothing called better half as Goloka is concerned. I said to you, everybody is a female counterpart over there and the only male is Krishna. This is what I told you. So she is nothing but his half. So it is Sri Krishna himself who has converted himself into Radharani. Alright? Now, why has he done is a very long story. We do not have time over here. <laughs> but just to give you a one-liner over here, his job is to understand the term L-O-V-E. How does a person love? 
so he creates another entity out of himself and that is how radha rani has come into the picture so in the goloka they are a couple they are married so on earth now brahma ji is reminding her of everything so she says oh i am married in that loka why not in the in this particular earth so krishna says i think it is good but you know i am still a baby <laughs> so so she says fine i have nothing to do but i can definitely do this and then <clears throat> brahma ji conducts the ceremony now you may wonder what happened to that rain which was coming what happened to the foster father of krishna what was happening over there and why, how did this suddenly all this thing happen by the way all this happens in a jiffy okay we are bound by time human beings are bound by time the lord god himself is not bound by anything so i hope you should you understand this so meanwhile brahma ji conducts the marriage ceremony over there and then radharani is married on this earth to krishna also and then it so happens that both of them and brahma ji lives by the way okay and both of them are holding each other and suddenly it starts to rain and radha immediately sees a child in her in her arms and the whole thing comes flooding back to her oh my god what did happen something like this happened was it a dream or something now radha is very upset because she says i just now saw something i saw an elderly krishna and here i am carrying the baby what exactly transpired i don't understand so she says oh my god i just have to go and give this child to the to the mother you know i, I don't want him with me and so, so she runs along with krishna and gives the baby to his mother and goes to her house so this is a very funny story which happened in the rajabhumi all right and this is just to put you in the picture whether krishna is married to radha or no or whether it is only a dream so this is the story now taking the light in the stories of rajabhumi we will be also i will also tell you multiple stories as we go along but right now i will take it slowly i will go to the next step and krishna is talking about the love isn't it i hear narada is talking about the love so he says just as the love of the gopis of vraja so this is one part of the story now let us take all the other gopis together 
Now the principal gopi among them, the one who was the super boss, you know, naturally when you have Radharani on one side and Krishna on one side, they will have their assistants also. So <laughs> there are eight of them. The principal among them is called Lalita and Vishara. Alright, so we are going to discuss only about Lalita right now. So she is the one who is pro. Like we have pro one party and pro another party. She was pro Radha. So anything which Krishna said, she would be against it. She never, you know, sided with Krishna any time. So Lalita was the main uh, Saki. Saki means friend of Radhika, Radha. So now, this much is understood. I told you there, there are total eight other gopis. And they have a team of gopis. That means there are thousands and thousands of other gopis also in the picture. Who are they? They are staying in this particular place. The entire Rajabhumi they are staying. So now we will go to the next stage where how the gopis behaved with Krishna. Now Krishna, as you know, always carried a flute with him. I'm sure you know that. He was a young boy who carried the flute and the flute plays a very important role, right? So Krishna would play the flute and all the gopis would come to him and perform a very beautiful like we have dance, you know, kind of a dance which is also enacted when we have the Navratri festival in India, I'm sure you know that. So this particular dance is also performed so it is called the dance of the male and the female principle which means the soul and the body. When they come together, they perform this sequence which is called the Leela. Hmm? So it is called Rasa Leela. What is the Rasa Leela? So I gave you what is called the spiritual meaning of it. So let us come to Gopikas once again, Gopis and Gopikas again. So there were these eight gopis and there were many other gopis who would come together to perform this Ras Leela. It is a play of the human, that is the three bodies plus the five sheets on one side and the divine on the other. We cannot exist without the spirit. You know this, isn't it? A body cannot exist without the spirit, otherwise you will be a dead body. So you, human beings, are comprising of these two things. One is the physical body along with other sheets and on other side what we call as the spirit. We call it Jivatma. That is called Krishna, God Almighty. And then the body on this side. So now coming back to these gopis once again. 
See, all this is a little complicated because I'm doing it for the first time with a lot of you around. So I have to go step by step. So kindly bear with me. All right. I know it sounds a little bit odd to hear all this because I'm giving you little swords here, 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 here. But I'm going to piece the whole thing together so you understand it better. So these gopis, they perform a dance which is called the Ras Leela. How is this Ras performed? There are two people in the center which is Krishna and Radha. Around him, going round him are the eight principal gopis in which two of them I told you Lalita and Vishara. Now each gopi goes round the next row next row after that so you you have a concentric circle one circle two circles three circles like that concentric circles so the next circle comprises of hundred one zero zero and then the next circle after that comprises of a thousand you will ask me why is this kind of a dance happening. Well, this is a kind of a dance that happens in our being, by the way. <laughs> See the figures. Two in the center, eight round, hundred after that. Very simply, are we not getting a figure of one, zero, eight? Right? So, this figure is very, very important when we do the japa don't we use that mala and we do with 108 beads and the last are two beads one on top of each other hmm? that is called the meru we do not cross the meru we go backwards forwards like that we do not cross now imagine that as a ras lira going on so all this rasa is going on. Krishna is playing the flute. Visualize this whole thing happening. This is a dance of spirituality which happens within our own being. We are that Radha and Krishna. The principle called Radha is the bodies. I said bodies because we have a food body, we have a, you know, other bodies also. So first one is called the gross body. The second one is called the subtle body. And the third one is the causal body. So three bodies together comprising of five sheets. So imagine that as Radha and Krishna is the spirit within that. And this is the constant dance that happens which means the working of our being the entire thing that happens around us that is the spiritual meaning of it so coming back to the gopis once again so the gopis would perform this ras lila rasa dance now all these dance which is happening is on the spiritual plane 
I told you macrocosm, microcosm and the spiritual plane which is Goloka. So all this is happening within that plane, the material worldly plane which is macrocosm and within us it's a microcosm. So all these three planes are enacting the same dance all the time. Coming back to gopis once again. So when these gopis would be performing the Ras Lela, each of them had a particular activity which they were supposed to perform. Which is the way everybody helps together to perform this dance. Spiritually it means when we are functioning in the world, when we human beings are functioning in the world, we have the spirit within us and we are performing actions in this world in such a way with the help of this principal gopi. It's a combined effort happening simultaneously. There, there and there, those three levels which I discussed. So the gopis are one with the Lord. Think about it. Can we have something going on in our world without their help? If I say that the one of the gopis would be vision, one of them is hearing. Let us just, just think about it like that. Can we perform when these two things are not working? Did you get the point? Our performance will be hampered if we do not work in tandem. The eyes have to see, the ears have to hear, the hands have to move, so on and so forth. Isn't that how it works? So think like that. So everything works in a very beautiful tandem. Tandem, you know how tandem bikes work. Everything has to work perfectly. Synchronicity. It's only when the dance happens within the being that we can perform our human activities perfectly. Otherwise, we cannot. This is the spiritual meaning of those words. So now, the stories aspect of it. The Gopikas, the moment Krishna started playing the flute, they would run from their houses and come towards Krishna. Alright? Which means, they had their own families by the way. So in Rajabhumi, every gopi had her own family. And whatever way they were dressed or whatever they were doing at that point in time, they would just drop that and run. And they would come towards Krishna and the Ras Leela would be performed. So anybody who has to understand how this thing works should definitely take a trip to the north 
where Vrindavan is there. You can go to the town of Vrindavan and you can get a little feel of that place. There are different different places in that land where there are different stories enacted by Krishna and his gopis. One of them is the Govardhan hill which was raised by Krishna. So the love of Gopika, how does it differentiate? So there is a very beautiful story of Uddhava. Those who are following my morning satsangs, I am doing Uddhava Gita in the mornings. Saturday, Sunday, 6.30 to 7.30, I am doing that. So coming back to Uddhava. See, all these stories which I told you are in small, small bits. So what is this love of the gopis is what I am going to establish. So Uddhava is meeting the gopis after Krishna has gone away. I am assuming that you know the story of Krishna and his life. I am sure many of you have seen the movies and serials and all that. So you know very well who is Krishna, who is Radha, who are all these gopis. So I am assuming that you know and how did their love come into the picture. So Krishna has gone away. He has never come back after that. Now what he does is he sends his best friend over there, Uddhava. Now Uddhava looks more like Krishna. So when he is coming, the gopis look at him and say, Oh, Krishna is coming. Now he has come to ask how they are. You know. So when he comes to Vrindavan, all the gopis crowd round him. They literally pile on top of him. But when Uddhava asks them questions about esoteric subjects, they look at him and they say, what is he talking about? We don't understand the damn thing of what he is speaking. They say, we don't understand all these things. We are basically looking after Krishna. You know, we think Krishna is here, that is why we are bothered about it. So, Uddhava gets a little bit upset and he says, oh, I am not interested. I, I don't understand what these gopis are talking about because what is true love can never be understood. Now, re remember Krishna has gone away and many years have passed. So what I established in the first place was who are the gopis, what are they, who is Radha, that is what I established. Now I am telling you a story which is further up in time. So when Uddhava comes and gopis react to him this way, Uddhava gets a little bit upset and he says, I don't understand what Krishna sees in all these gopis. You see, they are not even caring about him. When I have come and asked them about esoteric subjects, they are not able to answer. And Krishna has told me that they are the highest among the devotees. I don't see devotion in them. So he says, after this I think I'll have to try out Radha. So he goes to meet Radha in our house. Remember, she's a married woman, all that, right? So when he goes to her house, he sees Radha is roaming around in her small garden that she has and she is singing some kind of a song. 
and she is oblivious to this entire world. She is so much oblivious that she doesn't even see him coming. So he just tries to grab her attention and say, you know, I am friend of Krishna. I've come from Mathura to meet you because Krishna has told me to meet you. She just says, okay. And she carries on with her work over there. Suddenly there is a beetle, a beetle, blue beetle. Now that blue beetle is going from one flower to another, to another and to another. <clears throat> and Radha looks at that beetle and says, Krishna, you are exactly like this. You know, you, you have this habit of taking madhu, honey, from every flower, going to every flower and taking the honey from there. What is this? Why do you keep on doing like this? And she is talking to herself. Uddhava is watching her and say, Oh, is this woman crazy or something? She is talking to the beetle thinking that he is some Krishna. He is not able to understand. So when Uddhava tells her this, that I am Krishna's friend, she says, What are you talking? Krishna has never left Vrindavan and gone. He is over here only. See, look at him. He is now a bee. Now he is a beetle. Now he is like a flower. Look at this. Look at that. And the way in which she puts it, she sees Krishna in everything. Uddhava is flabbergasted. He says, what is this? I don't understand. And he leaves from there. Because he doesn't understand what is true love. Radha has never let go of Krishna in her life. She sees him in everything. It is very difficult to understand when a person is in love. So the gopi's love is like that. Krishna has never left Vrindavan. You got it? In another story, one day, when Krishna is going away, and after he's gone away, Krishna's foster mother, Yashoda, she comes to visit Radha, thinking that Radha must be crying her heart out, because her beloved is gone. And there she sees, Radha is prancing around, dancing, doing all her jobs, you know, daily chores that she's doing. She looks at her and she says, what is this? Are you not upset that Krishna has gone away? Radha looks at her, what? Is he gone away? I don't think so. So she asks, Yashoda, she, she says to her, Ki, who is questioning me? So Yashoda says, I am questioning you. He says, no, Krishna is questioning me. Krishna is standing in front of me, questioning me whether am I still here or not here. But you are still here. 
So the mother gets a little bit. She says, what are you talking about? She says, now look at that. What do you see behind you? She says, there is a cow over there. And there is a calf over there. Behind that, there is a tree laden with fruits. So Radha looks at her and says, that is what you see. I don't see that. I see Krishna in that cow. That is Krishna. The calf is also Krishna. The tree is Krishna. The fruit laden tree is Krishna. And every fruit over there is Krishna. That is what I see. This is the highest form of love where the person never leaves. Krishna never leaves. Radha proves it to Yashoda ki this is what is happening. Krishna is here in everything. But you can't see. The spiritual meaning of this is we are human beings. Everybody is a human being. They do not see God in anything. They cannot see the Supreme Divine Consciousness in anything. You require the highest form of bhakti. The devotion has to be so high for that one Lord, Krishna. That you got to see Krishna in everything. Did you get it? So, to become Radha is the toughest thing in the world. You see, you have to see Krishna in everything. We do not see Krishna in anything. You see, human beings, you are my mother, you are my father, you are my brother, you are my sister, you are my husband. Someone is aunt, someone is uncle, this is my boss, this is my company, this is this. this is. We see individuals, we see things, we see objects, we see birds, we see animals. But we don't see God in anything. To have that highest devotion in the Lord, like a gopi, the way in which Radha brought this whole thing together, is to see God in everything. Yashoda who is standing in front of her is deluded by Maya of Krishna. She cannot understand. She looks at Radha. She looks at the cow. She looks at the calf. She looks at the tree. She looks at the fruits in the tree. She cannot see Krishna in that. She thinks, my son has left me and gone. Remember, Radha is the better half of Krishna. I have already established the story to you where she is married to Krishna. The physical form of Krishna has gone to Dwarka and before that to Mathura. Remember that? But for Radha, that form has never left from that place. 
how many people in this world can understand this it requires the highest form of love and devotion to feel the lord within us and to see god in everything do you understand narada is saying only the gopis could understand this love for them krishna never left that place for radha krishna is always with her it is not that you need the physical form of that person divinity supreme divine consciousness father in heaven god almighty allah you remember all these names which i took yesterday day before you don't have to have physical form in you it is there within you as the spirit and knowing the spirit is the subject of spirituality following other paths you will never reach this destination please remember this and narada is going to emphasize on this subject where he will tell you either today if i am able to do or maybe tomorrow when i am going to do the subject he will tell you that the highest form of knowing god is called devotion the path of devotion or bhakti marg there can be no other path greater than that you can never reach the level of the supreme divine consciousness through any other path except through the path of love and devotion the bhakti marg and that is why bhakti marg is the superior path no other path can go there so radha story will tell you that the lord stays within you and within this entire universe and if you can see krishna the divine consciousness in everything around you you have attained the highest devotion for the lord